The Tragedy of Cinema podcast is intended as a family-friendly program that by extension strives to be inclusive to all people regardless of their ethnicity, gender, creed, or any other identifying factors in this incredibly diverse world of ours. With that said, some of the films we discuss may contain serious subject matters or have content considered morally objectionable by today's standards. We do not intend to condone or dismiss these aspects of these films, but our primary focus will be on what we believe our film succeeds at, some fun facts, and our personal enjoyment factors of each film. With that said, we hope you enjoy the show. of the evil causes through your body, you will lie a quivering, toxic mass of screaming flesh. People of Briarville bury Trench of the Troll in the cold, damp ground. The end. Joey never got home last night. You said Ernest came by our house last night yelling about trolls. Do you think maybe... Come on, there's no such thing as trolls. There's one who can stop me if he were there. The heart of a child. And a mother's care. You're cursed. You're not scared, are you? Horrible till you see what it does to the children. All right, guys, welcome back to the Tragedy Cinema Podcast. I am your host, Jimbo. And I am your amazing co-host, Kyle. Kyle is scared stupid. That's right, always and forever. Today we will be discussing one of the Ernest S- P. Worrell's movies, Ernest Scared Stupid, which Jim Varney was a legendary actor. Uh, sadly, we just uh, lost him about 20 years ago. It doesn't seem like that long. Uh, so hang tight. We'll get there. But first, don't forget, October 28th, the Tragedy Cinema and the Boone County Distillery and Slash Gel mm-hmm. will be hosting a Halloween party event uh, where we will be having a costume contest, uh, passing out candy, uh, tours of the facility, and we're going to have a little live podcast show, and then we're going to top off the night with the watching of the original Night of, of the, the Living, Living Dead. Dead. Right. So uh, seating is limited, and um, I think we've already sold like 12 tickets or something already. Awesome. And by the time this comes out, it's probably a lot more. So uh, tickets are limited. So if you are planning on coming, please go ahead and get those free tickets uh, on our Facebook page or on the uh, uh, Eventbrite site. 
But Kyle, before we get started, mm-hmm. you shocked me earlier by saying that you had never sat down and watched a Ernest movie all the way through. This was your first time watching any of them. Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Scared Stupid, Ernest Goes to Jail, Ernest Saves Christmas. And I yeah. can't believe you haven't seen the Christmas one at all. Yeah, like, I want to say I never had like a VHS tape of any of the Ernest movies, but I, I know I've seen bits and bobs of it of, like, on TV in time. And I knew, I'm familiar enough with the comedy to know the character. But yeah, but I never just sat down and watched an Ernest movie before. Right. So, so I would say, hey, uh, Kyle, what's your favorite Jim Varney movie, but I know you're going to say the Beverly Hillbillies where he played Jed Clampett because that's from your era. Which probably will be true regardless of so, if you've seen the movies or not. I, I, I can't even say, say yeah. anything. Say anything. But, oh, so I will ask you this. Yeah. What is your favorite Halloween comedy movie? Halloween comedy movie. True. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, Halloween comedy. Um, it's... Hmm. Maybe like Scary Movie Three might be the kind of closest one, but I think that's just lampooning the scary movie film, uh, lampooning the the film industry more. Um, I I tell you one that I really yeah, like. Yeah, kind of like in your, in your well, movie. and it just came out within the last couple of years. That's Hubie Halloween, the Adam Sandler the Netflix. Adam Sa- I've heard where he has all of his uh, characters. Either. It's very very well worth a watch. And yeah. if you like Adam Sandler movies and you see some like the Adoyles and all of them in there, it's it's really cool. So yeah, I see. My dad was a big fan of Thanks Killing movie when that came out. <laughs> it's just comedy horror. You know, definitely like a little past Halloween. Clearly for the Thanks Killing right. <laughs> namesake, but he was a big fan of that one. All yeah, right. Yeah. So Kyle, let's go ahead and take away Ernest Scared Stupid. All right, Jimbo, I'll get right into it here. We have Ernest Scared Stupid released on October 11th of 1991. I was negative two. <laughs> negative two. Negative two. Hey, you know what? I might just release this on October 11th. Ooh, Ooh. the anniversary. The 32nd anniversary. There we go. Of I think Ernest I will. Stupid. That's right. That's today, folks. We record all of our before we <laughs> yeah. post the video. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, it's all up today. We know everything that happened right now. Can you believe what happened on October 10th? <laughs> oh, and um, before we get too much further, and I know this is probably not coming out till about two weeks before, but Kyle... According to our famous poll oh on Facebook, boy. we put the poll up of who Kyle gets to dress up as in common costume to our live show. And the options were Fred Flintstone, mm-hmm. Uncle Fester, Wayne Knight's character from Jurassic Park. I don't even remember who, uh, what his name was. Like Fred ne- Edward Negri or something like and, that. And uh, what was the last one? Uh, one, one of the, the uh, three, three amigos. amigos right. Yeah. So, Facebook fans, you did not disappoint. <laughs> Kyle has... Chosen to go and well, kind of made to go as Uncle Fester. Yeah, and he has already uh, committed to shaving his head and his eyebrows. So head and eyebrows. I will wait shave it all for the pictures. This is going to be yeah. awesome. I'm not going to so. promise it's going to be like perfectly skin smooth bald. Oh, I'm it try, is. I'm going to try and get as close as possible without like injuring myself. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should go to a barber and say, "I need this thing." You're like whitey done, tidy up, whitey tidy up perfectly. <laughs> well, I got work the day before too, so it's like, oh, it's like, gonna be funny. I like, go in Thursday and get it completely shaved, then go to work on Friday. And be like, why are you, why are you, a, a, why are you a, a, a roll-on deodorant? What, what are you doing, Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> I had a less, I had a, I had a less wholesome <laughs> description before I said roll-on deodorant in my head, but I got roll-on deodorant. I'm happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> like a newborn child, baby's bottom. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, 
Ernest scared stupid. Let's go ahead and focus back to the movie before yeah, we derail yeah, the yeah, yeah, But I got I got to source up the costumes like that. I want to go into those light bulbs I can light up when you have in your mouth. I got to find those online somewhere. I'm sure they exist, so I'm going to figure it out. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited for that event. Um, just the two weeks after you're hearing this podcast right now, hopefully. Um, so, anyways, um, Ernest scared stupid. Um, quick little uh, plot summary of it. Um, Ernest accidentally unleashes an ugly troll that plans to transform children into wooden dolls in the town of Berryville, Missouri. Ernest is there to save the day. (laughs) Directed by John R. Cherry III. Written by John R. Cherry III, Coke Sams, and Charles Gale. Produced by Stacey Williams. Composed by Bruce Arnston and Kirby um, Shellstad. Cinematography was Hannah Bear and editor was Greg Bassett. And casting director was Ruth Lambert. And the budget for the film was $9.6 million. And just for inflation, that'd be about $21.6 million of today. And I gotta say, I think it really shows on screen how much money they put into it because, like, that troll was such amazing practical effects and all the other trolls they built in that whole film. And uh, all the materials they completely destroyed in that film as well. So you can kind of see the budget on screen in a really impressive way. So pretty impressive uh, production value um, for just $9.6 million in the day. So that's very impressive for 91 especially. Um, opening weekend only brought in $4.45 million. Just for inflation, that'd be about just a flat $10 million today. So, uh, a bit modest and a bit like a little worrisome if you're the if you're person actually putting in that film. But on the tail end, I think it kind of at least broke even, and I'm sure the long-term VHS sales more than made up for it. At a $14.1 million gross worldwide. And just for inflation, that'd be about $31.9 million. So that's pretty good for a theatrical run. Like I said, I'm sure Ernest, a whole Ernest movie slate, I'm sure made huge money from the VHS sales, especially during back in the day. You know, that was a prime time for that whole decade. Um, moving on here, we got some of the technical details of the film because we don't have a. Uh, it may come surprise you, but we don't have an award section for this film. <laughs> it's, it's for kids, not really the uh, high class kind of movie in that way. But some of the technical details: this movie has a runtime of ninety-one minutes. Sound mix was a Dolby Westrex recording system sound mix. This is a color film. Aspect ratio was one point eight five by one, and the camera used was the Panavision uh, uh, Panavision Panaflex cameras. Um, filming dates for this film were between May 20th, 1991 and July 17th, 1991. Filming locations is a little bit unique this time. This actually was filmed in Tennessee for the most part. Um, Shelby Park, Nashville, and East Nashville, Tennessee to be more specific for um, downtown Bradyville and the Battling Trolls areas. And uh, let's see here, some of the other fun facts about the film. Um, I think that about covers it for there. So we're going to move on to the cast. For the cast list, of course, have the Titular Ernest being played by the legendary Jim Varney. Jim Varney, of course, easily well known for the role of Ernest, which he appeared in several films in, like Ernest Goes to Africa, Ernest Goes to School, Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Goes to Jail, and Ernest Saves Christmas. Um, to in like the early 80s to the late 90s, all the way, you know, so I think even the early 2000s, we got there in this full cast list of filmography. Um, Jim Varney, also well known for his role in the um, as the father in the Beverly Hillbillies 1998 theatrical release there. And the Slinky Dog from Toy Story. And the Slinky Dog from Toy Story 1 and 2. You're right, you're right. So, yeah. Ernest, like I said, uh, yeah, as uh, Jimbo said, the start of the podcast, um, his, his his life and career were unfortunately cut short to lung cancer. Um, but um, in that short time, he did make a whole lot of great movies. So, good on him for that. Next up on the cast list, we have Eartha Kate playing the character of Old Lady Hackmore. Eartha 
Kit. Eartha Kit, my apologies. Eartha Kit. I said cat. Kit Cat. You said Kate. <laughs> Kate. Kit Cat Kate. Eartha Kit Cat Kate. Eartha Kit was also in the um, film The Emperor's New Groove, where she played Yzma, um, who had an iconic voice in that role in the year 2000. So it was a huge classic kids movie for me. I loved it growing up, and I remember hearing her voice. You know, she has such a distinctive uh, uh, kind of yelling voice that I really appreciate. She was also in the film Holes in 2003 with uh, Shia LaBeouf. And the film Boomerang in 1992 with Eddie Murphy. Kyle. What's that? How can you mention Eartha Kitt and not put her the, role, no, oh. the role that she is known to us older folks as? Oh, what's that, Jimbo? Catwoman from Batman 66. Oh, was, you're right. You're she right. was one of them. You're right. So. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Back in the Adam West days. Yeah, so I sh- you're right. I should have mentioned that because that is an iconic role in herself. Yeah. Um, next up, we have Austin Nagler playing the role of Kenny. Austin Nagler was also in the film Rilo Kelly and Rylan Kelly Emotional in 2013 and the film Evening Shade in 1990. Um, some of these um, child actors especially, they only appear like maybe like this movie and one other so movie. Do you, do you know why? It's because they're kid actors no. and they're not necessarily... Kenny <laughs> was actually uh, teased about his kissing scene in this movie so it made him quit acting altogether. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And many other kid actors have the same excuse for it. like you know, like many kid actors just don't go on to become you know actors in their adult life because you know it's something their parents wanted them for them to do, not necessarily what they wanted to do. Yeah, and also acting's a tough gig. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of these films are like a lot of the kid actors, child actors, especially you only have like you know this film, maybe one other, or that's just it. Yeah, and that's fine, that's fine for them. So, but let's cut the cast list a little bit short for me. Next up, we have Shay Astaire playing the role of Elizabeth. Shay Astaire was also in the show Third Rock from the Sun um, in nineteen Third Rock from the Sun in the 1996. Third Rock from the Shun. Third Rock from the Shun. That's a terrible parody. It's, just, it's, just a, it's a whole show about exclusion. You shunned. Third Rock from the Shunned. Um, um, where she was on 24 episodes of the show Third Rock from the Shun. And she was all- Sun, not Shun, Kyle. You know, I have a list, Jimbo, and it's sometimes it's difficult to say a word. And I just got to power through it. If you acknowledge it every time, we'll be here all day. <laughs> Next up, she was I'm on the show sorry. La La Land in 2012, where she was on three episodes of the show La La Land premiered in 2012. Next up, we have Jonas Mascatalo playing the role of Trantor. Jonas was also in the film Fright Night in 2004 and Land of the Lost in 1991. Next up, we have John Kentonhead playing the role of Tom Tulip. John Kentonhead was also in the film UHF, um, the uh, the uh, Weird Al Yankovic movie, in 1989, and Hotel Oklahoma. I believe it was in the 90s. I didn't rent on the uh, the year for that one, though, because I'm a fool. Um, next up, we have Bill Burge playing the role of Bobby Tulip. Bob, Bill Burge was also in many of the other Ernest um, films, like Ernest Saves Christmas in 1998, and Goes to Africa in 97, and and uh, Goes to School in 94, I believe. So he was in many of those other films. I'm not sure if those are films, actually. Uh, he was in all of them, but he was in a lot of them. Next up, we have Richard Wolfe playing the role of Matt. Richard Wolfe Richard Wolf was also um, in the film Hell on the Battlegrounds in 1998. 1988, my apologies, 1988. But there on his character list, he was only listed as additional casting, so it could just be like a background character in there. If you recognize him there at all, I'll be surprised. Yeah. Um, that includes the cast list of Ernest Christopher. There were many other characters who played like, you know, very, very small, like on screen roles for just like a brief moment, but they had name character roles. So I don't mean to exclude them, but like for the cast list sake and getting through it with brevity, I'm going to just kind of skip over that and move on to um, Jimbo's trivia. So we can go to the next section. So, Jimbo. 
Take it from me, and we'll see how Struggle this goes. Struggle bus is real today for you, isn't it, Kyle? It's been a week, Jimbo. It's been a couple weeks, if you don't yeah. mind. <laughs> and for those of you that don't know, uh, Kyle did lose his grandma about uh, two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. So uh, thoughts and prayers to him and his family. But, you know, I told him he didn't have to come on the podcast. We could take a break. He said, no, I want to come. So we're going to – I want to come get – I want to come, I I come get picked on some more. <laughs> you make exactly. me feel right at home. Exactly, so. exactly. So Got to get the normal seat. You know, Jimbo picking on me. It's, it's not easy losing somebody, Kyle. We know that. But you're yeah. you're at home with us. You're 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 one of our podcast family members. So. Appreciate Jimbo. Love you too. <laughs> All right. So Kyle, <laughs> and I'm sorry picking on you. <laughs> so the emblem on the side of the Briarbur uh, police Briar bear, what? car. Yeah, what? yeah. What's that, Jimbo? Rabbit, Burr Rabbit, They got stuck at Briarville. <laughs> Oh man, this is a derailed episode. <laughs> that, remember that episode where Jimbo and Kyle had a stroke sound fancy? That's simultaneously. The emblem on the side of the Briarville police car reads in Latin, Ignoramus ad infinitum. Literally, translation We do not know. We do not know to infinity. We do not know to <laughs> that infinity. That kind of sounds like this episode. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, the Chioto brothers. Uh, you know what they are famous for? No, I don't. Do they are credited with special effects for this film, but also made Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, wow. Which uh, our good friends from the Evil Never Dies podcast just uh, released that a couple weeks ago at this point. Right that's now, I just, our- I just listened to it like... Yeah. Two weeks ago. And that's been our on our backlog for a long time. Right. Too, and I know one of these days we're going to cross the same day. We're going to have the same episode. But right yeah. now we've kind of shunned away from everything. So, <laughs> uh, But some of the trolls in the finale were repurposed clowns. Also, the same spinning clown death effect was used for the troll death. So That's impressive stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Killer Clowns on Space, I obviously well known for like its amazing use of practical effects. That's what the film was like, basically made for. And that video game's getting ready to come out. It looks amazing. I, 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 I'm a little skeptical. Like they've had like a new kind of like genre of like old horror movies being made into video games, like that new um, Chainsaw Massacre movie, which yes. uh, a Chainsaw Massacre movie, the video game, which I heard good things about. And also there was that older uh, Friday Thirteenth video game that got, unfortunately got um, canned. Uh, but uh, yeah, so like for the fans of that genre, I think they're getting like they're they're eating good the past few years. <laughs> you know, they're getting that good food, but um, it's. It's a genre I've not been able to like, um, like break into yet. And you know like, what we enjoy. need to do, Kyle? We yeah. need to start uh, the Tragedy of Cinema uh, gaming group. Gaming group, and we, we can like, like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. One of you has to be the uh, survivor trying to escape the crazy family, and no. we, we could we could get a group yeah, together. I'll be, I'll be, the, guy that, I'll on, be uh, the guy that wakes up Grandpa every five seconds. Yeah. I watch some gameplay footage of it. And he's like, Grandpa is awoken. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> My brother's a big fan of that um, that Dead by Daylight series. He's yeah. especially he played hundreds of hours of that. I believe at this point. Uh, some people believe the reason why this film didn't perform as well at the box office as its predecessors is because many kids found it too scary. Many people agree that the thought of a troll stealing the souls of children and the troll's death to be very disturbing. Yeah. I mean, I get it, trolls. You know, you died by uh, milk. I, I'd probably die if I had to drink milk, there, too. But. There's definitely the feeling that there's real stakes to this film. Yeah. Despite its comedic edge. It's definitely just like, like <laughs> even at the beginning of, like, Vanquish of the Trolls, he still thinks all the kids are gone. It's until, like, you know, we get to do like, oh, everything's fine. No consequences area. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so it's a, even it's a John Cherry uh, later realized in hindsight that he made Trantor too scary, and that's why it hurt the box office by $10 million. Yeah, I can certainly see why. And like, yeah, it really, it really is. Like those, those, um, like the practical effects are amazing to look at because they hold up so that well. That troll is something else. Trantor. Yeah, it, it's incredible. You know, yeah. yeah, I'm thinking like it's just like man, like you know, if Power Rangers was worried about quality, they'd make something like Ernest. <laughs> wow. <All laughs> well, I think like the practical suits from the Ernest, uh, the practical suits from the Power Rangers. Like if they just did a little bit more work, they'd be about as good as the Ernest movie is here right here. <laughs> you know. Th- 
This has one of my favorite sayings that Ernest ever said in this movie, and it's in our next trivia point. What's that, Jimbo? Many people mistakenly believe that the meme uh, troll face came from this film. While Ernest is about to run over a trance over the troll, he says the line, How about a bumper sandwich, booger lips? (laughs) After this, he laughs at his face is what troll face is based on, or at least what people think it's based on reality. Troll face is actually not from that, so... Yeah, I mean, I was cracking up when he said that. Bumper sandwich is a, an amazing line. <laughs> Booger lips, too. That's Booger lips funnier. is definitely inappropriate for considering his character, yeah. Ernest mentions Mr. Potato Head. Jim Varney starred in Toy Story and Toy Story 2, which featured Mr. Potato Head as one of its characters. Ernest scared stupid. Now, here's something else, Kyle, you may not realize. Bears a few similarities with the film Hocus Pocus. Oh. You ever seen Hocus Pocus? Yes, I have. Okay. Yes. Many times. Uh, they're both early 90 Disney's movies. They're both live-action Halloween-themed family films. They were both glossed over in their original releases, but each have a big following nowadays. Looking deeper into the films, the creepy historical introductions are followed by classroom scenes, either a teacher or student narrating about the unpleasant events and its curses against the villagers. In addition... Kenny and Max both meet up against bullies from their school before they face paranormal foes, trolls, and witches. Trantor and the Sanderson sisters need the souls of children so Trantor can summon his brother and become invincible, and the Sandersons can have eternal youth. Ernest and Max both inadvertently resurrected uh, Trantor and the Sanderson sisters, respectively. Yeah, 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 because Hocus Pocus got like that soft little reboot kind of thing. They had that last little Disney Plus movie. Unfortunately, it didn't do that well, but like, man, like, you know, if Jim Varney was still alive, you know for sure, like, he'd still be making these films even today. Yeah. Ernest goes to the nursing home. <laughs> yeah, Ernest goes to the nursing home. That'd yeah, be yeah. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, some of the uh, other uh, movie yeah. titles that this Ernest could has incontinence. Been... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was going to you know, you know, you know, he had a TV show, it was like, uh, he would always say, hey, Vern, it's me, I'm on TV. And I would say, hey, Vern, it's me, I got an SD. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or I'm just saying, like, the most boring things Ernest could possibly do. It's like, Ernest goes to the BMV. <laughs> Ernest. I would have loved to see those parody French fries. Exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine if Ernest had a podcast? That would be the best podcast of all time. Ernest has trouble with the IRS. You know, just, oh, just, oh, just oh, hilarious. Okay. You've not done your taxes in how many years? What's taxes? <laughs> oh, man. So some uh, other titles for this movie that they were playing around with was Ernest and the Curse, Ernest and the Trolls, and Ernest Scared Stiff. <laughs> Scared Stiff. That would not work out I would have liked if they actually kept the Ernest goes to shtick going in the entire time. Oh, yeah. Just having Ernest in the first word makes sense, too. But having, like, Ernest goes to, you know, uh, uh, they could have gone to the, uh, what's the, Seymour um, Witch Trials. Like, over the, uh, yeah. Salem? Yeah, Salem, yeah. Salem. <laughs> Ernest goes to Salem. Ernest, Ernest, uh, Ernest, Ernest in space to, is what you yeah, said. Yeah, Ernest in space was definitely, yeah, Ernest goes to space would be a, uh, the idea that I would love. We, we talked about that before the podcast, where we'd like Ernest to go to, but never went. Can you see, like, Ernest doing something like where he tripped over a gun or something shot JFK or something? <laughs> Exactly. Where was Ernest on January 6th, right? (laughs) Just really confused. Ernest storms the Capitol. Ernest storms the Capitol. (laughs) See, with the the, the horn out with the... Wait, that actually... Really, Ernest goes to Washington. That's like the the center of... Oh, man. Fantastic. All right, Kyle. You'll get a lot... So many missed opportunities. If you like all the facts before, you'll love this one. (laughs) 
The pizza scene being thrown at the bullies who tried to attack the kids' treehouse are reused props from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Youth. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Both movies had the same prop master, Doug White. Uh, the only earnest movie that was reviewed by Siskel and Ebert. Of this course, oh. because Ebert had never saw an earnest movie before, but unfortunately he got two thumbs down. Aww. <laughs> uh, there's a total of 17 trolls that appear in this movie. In an Entertainment Weekly article from 1990, when Ernest Goes to Jail was in theaters, there was discussion about the next Ernest movie titled Ernest Scared Stupid. But the plot described at the time was about Ernest inheriting a haunted house from his family, which would have been awesome. It's, like, you know, it's Luigi's Mansion, but it's Ernest's Ernest Mansion. It's true. If we could, if we could uh, change a Luigi to Ernest running around in the video games. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, awesome. yeah, PC Motors, get on it. <laughs> Uh, this is the second and final Ernest movie after the previous movie, Ernest Goes to Jail, to feature Ernest's dog, Rimshot. Barkley was under contract with Disney to appear in one more Ernest movie, but Disney cut ties with the Ernest filmmakers due to this film underperforming at the box office. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't get another dog to reprise the role of Rimshot, though, or something like that. Yeah. True. Uh, Eartha Kid auditioned for the role of Old Lady Hackmore. The casting director for this film would later cast her as the, in The Emperor's New Groove, and Eartha voiced the character of Yzma, Yzma. in the Yzma. film as favored uh, of the casting director. So. I think it might be your most, well, right, like, I, I would say most iconic for me is Emperor's New Groove. Catwoman Yzma, But Catwoman for you, for right. sure. And I get that both ways. Or, well, amazing career she had, too, Eartha Kid. You know. uh, the main street of the fictional town Briarville was a section of Nashville known as Five Points. So anybody in the Nashville, Tennessee area that'd be cool. Five points pictures. of pentagram. <gasps> oh, man. Scared stupid. <laughs> Kyle scared stupid. Uh, the Hackmore Estate was a private home in an exclusive Nashville neighborhood that was undergoing renovation at time. Uh, construction was halted and the house was returning to its original condition. The scrap metal sculptures covering the front yard made the house a tourist attraction during production. Creature effects creator Charles Chiodo designed Trantor, the troll using 14 motors to operate various facial features. His teeth were fabricated from dental acrylic, his skin was baked foam, and each eyebrow hair was inserted individually. The troll was designed with two noses that dripped synthetic mucus uh, concocted from methyl cellulose, personal lubricant, and an unarmed veg- or an unnamed vegetable agent that caused it to spoil quickly. Oh, gosh. A thicker version of the substance was used as troll saliva. Gross. Yeah, yeah I'll admit, the trolls like I changed my mind. No, you're not going as Uncle Fisher. You're coming as, as, as the, troll. the troll. I look at that in real life, though. I won't dress up. <laughs> uh, the forest set was constructed in a 100,000-square-foot building that was once a shoe factory and included live trees, a variety of insects, and 3,000 cubic feet of soil. Oh, wow. Gnarled, enchanted-looking trees were made of foam-covering steel, including the one used by Ernest for his treehouse. That's a really, like, it's 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 an amazing amount of work that went into this film. You wouldn't expect it. Like, no. Like, just watching it. Because it, like, well, granted, because, like, nowadays with increased production value standards, you would think, like, this looks like almost like a direct-to-TV kind of movie for Disney. Um, but really, like, they put a lot of money behind it and making it look as good as it is. And, like, it, it, it isn't until you look deeper that you see, like, oh, snap, this, snap, this set design is incredible. <laughs> Although the story yeah. takes place on Halloween... The crew was unable to simulate autumn foliage or obtain pumpkins out of season. The film was shot in May of 1991, which 
um, that brings me back to like when we did Dirty Dancing. They actually, uh, I think it was fall when they did that, and they spray painted them green or something, painted them green. I remember, I was thinking of the movie Halloween when they had like garbage bags full of dead leaves they had to keep reusing for many scenes. <laughs> Uh, the 16 actors cast as trolls were required to wear their heavy, uncomfortable costumes for up to 14 hours per day under oh, the hot lights. Gosh. Because it was also difficult to breathe in the costume, several actors used battery-powered hair dryers to circulate cool air through their mouthpieces of the costume. You know, when you're using a hair dryer to cool off, you're probably not that cool. <laughs> uh, this oh, is the God. last Ernest film shot in the United States. I think we watched that video earlier where some of them were shot in Canada after this, and even South Africa, if I remember correctly. Still today, too, yeah. Many films shot in Canada. Uh, the, the, the carton of milk that Ernest is drinking from when he stops at the store for snacks, the dairy truck that almost runs Kenny over when he's running away from Trantor, and the cartons of milk that the kids gather from the store to kill all the trolls are labeled as Purity Dairy. It's actually an actual brand of milk and a former client of John Cherry's ad agency. When Jim Varney did the Ernest commercials, he advertised the same brand. Oh, wow. Uh, for me, watching this moment, not knowing about the um, the advertisements going around, to, uh, too, I was more convinced, like, is it the milk or is it the chocolate? Because many of the first scenes where the, like, the troll runs away, it's actually chocolate-flavored milk, or it's chocolate ice cream mixing with the ice cream there, where he throws in, where he gets covered in ice cream everywhere. He gets chocolate on both times. He's like, is it the chocolate or is it the milk? So they finally had to reveal the milk. It was surprising to me. Uh, Barkley the dog. I have a confused five-year-old child watching this film. <laughs> Barkley, the dog that appeared in the film as Rimshot, performed all of his human-like functions, such as driving a car and, and operating a garbage compactor with the aid of his trainer. Scenes in which the animal appeared to be in danger, such as when he was under attack from a sword-wielding troll, were achieved using harmless props and careful editing. An unnamed production coordinator failed to contact the association and was fired for the oversight because no AHA representatives were on set during production. All information was obtained through interviews with the dog's trainers and other members of the company. AHA is like American Habitat or something like that. One of those organizations for, you know, animal being during filming, I imagine. Humane Association, probably. Thank you. Thank you, Humane Association. Yeah, Animal Humane Association. Thank you. That's what it is. Uh, I forgot. I forgot. Ernest writer Daniel Butler, who played Sheriff Binder, wanted his character to have a mustache, but Disney told him that he couldn't have one because it made him look too Hispanic. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Ah. Classic Disney, right? <laughs> Classic <laughs> Disney, Mickey Mouse is racist. <laughs> Co-writer Coke Sams, whose real name is Hansford Sams III, was given the nickname Coke because that was the first word he spoke as a baby. <laughs> That's fantastic. <sighs> oh. There is a scene where Elizabeth is fixing her bike and then the kids run off. Originally, they were supposed to ride their bikes in that scene. Uh, when the kids were testing out their bikes, Shay, a star, rode down a steep hill in a, into a valley and crashed uh, hers. As a safety precaution, the crew took away the bikes for the seat. No bikes for <laughs> no, you. No bikes for you. Uh, the black, here, the, this uh, opening scene for this movie has a lot of old black and white uh, movies of the oh, era. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. here we go. The black and white clips in the opening credits were public domain movies including Nosferatu, White Zombie, Phantom from Space, The Brain from Planet Aros, I love the, brain. the Screaming Skull, Missile to the Moon, The Hideous Sun Demon, The Giant Gila Monster, The Killer Shrews, Battle Beyond the Sun, and The Little Shop of Horrors. And this, I, I probably disagree with this, but this says out of all nine Ernest movies, Ernest Scared Stupid is the most popular. And I don't know if I agree with that. I would say probably Ernest Saves Christmas is probably more popular, but for me it's probably Ernest Goes to Camp. But that's just me. But this is the only one you've seen, so you can't really comment. 
Yeah, I, I would think that like that has to change with time over time. Because like, you know, Ernest Big Christmas, people are watching that every single year. We don't think we're watching Ernest Scared Stupid every Halloween, and then the other films also kind of like fall into kind of their own niche. But Saves Christmas makes it more of like a annual you know celebration, right. whereas Scared Stupid isn't necessarily a Halloween movie. It's just a little minor little comedy horror movie. Right. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. I think Saves Christmas is probably the most popular nowadays. So Kyle, give me your thoughts, feelings, ratings of Ernest Scared. Stupid. Ernest scared stupid, and I think this probably goes for like probably, you know, if I watched all the films, I bet the rating would probably say the same for the entirety of films. I think this is like uh, probably uh, like a strong six out of ten or like a low seven out of ten. Like it's it's just above like good in my mind. Like if five out of ten is is good, then like this is like solid good. You know, verging on like really like like verging on great actually because it knows exactly what it is it's just a fun movie with Jen Varney's like chewing up the scenery having a good time and it's exactly what it needs to be it's not doing anything else not doing anything like it doesn't it hasn't like aged in a particularly poor way that I saw when watching this film or any other aspect like that it still holds up really really well um, so I appreciate it on those levels and I think overall this is just a, a fun good time movie and uh, really it's still worth watching today so like I give it that on that kind of level it's a recommendation it's a fun film I think um, maybe in the age demographic I'd probably between like six and nine maybe probably around that age group or maybe like 11 or a little younger like you know because because the, the practical effects are scary I imagine anyone under six would be terrified of the troll like a little too scared of the troll um, besides that I think it's a good film so yeah that's a uh, general my thoughts on it like this is film this is a fine film Jim Varney is as funny as ever um, Jimbo, how do you feel about Ernest? Oh, well, I love Jim Varney, period. Uh, it's it's from my childhood. I mean, mm-hmm. um, like I said, Ernest uh, goes to camp, classic. I think that was 87. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he had that weekly TV show, which I showed you some of the uh, clips, uh, of, clips yeah. of the barbershop where he says, I want you to make me look like a Wall Street tycoon and... The barber does this thing, and he's like, oh, I thought you said, like, a birthday cake in June. And he has this big birthday yeah. cake on his head. And, and I was sure to get a little documentary you watched right before we, uh, right, right as I came in, I should a little documentary. I'll try to post it on YouTube the same, I, I mean, on the Facebook group, I'll post it on the same day to share that with it, too. Because it was a good little 20-minute video, uh, basically summarizing his whole career there. And it's really impressive work. Uh, but but to me, yeah, I would have to agree. This is probably a 6 out of 10. It's 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 classic earnest. Um, the fun factor is probably an eight and a half, nine. Uh, just if you... It's, it's just funny, um, and Ernest is just a funny guy. Uh, but as far I, I as think, an overall movie, probably a five and a half, six, I would say, uh, mm-hmm. is, is fair. Um, it's nothing that you're to write home about, but it's yeah. not going to win any Academy Awards either, but it's just a fun movie. Yeah. If I'm going to say one thing, put it a little bit on the, on the controversial side of me, I would say I think I enjoy the Ernest movies more than I enjoy anything from Pee Wee Herman. Oh, man. <laughs> Maybe... <laughs> We need a celebrity death match of Ernest versus Pee Wee Herman. Uh, but, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Because I think they were going for the same audience mostly, but I think actually. Can you Ernest imagine if more. they ever teamed up? Oh, oh man. Ernest meets Pee Wee. Oh, you just ruined my day, Jimbo, with that idea. Man. Ernest like, and Pee Wee's big adventure. Can you oh imagine? Oh, gosh. You know, Ernest goes to Pee Wee's house would just be such a great movie. Can you just see him go, hey, Pee Wee? Oh. <laughs> What do you want? They would do amazing work together. Oh, I think. It, well, oh my gosh! Sadly, That's one of those we can't things get like, either one. Like, like, what might have been? You know what I mean? You know, like, I, I don't. I don't think they were ever like rivals to any degree where they hated each other. But like the idea of like they were competing each other in the market. But man, if they joined forces, that would have been an amazing. Like we're done. Kids' market is done. Yeah. We already had the park movie. It, <laughs> it would have been, been awesome. Amazing. It would have been awesome. Oh, so. gosh, I hate that we didn't get that now. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think. Uh, 
this episode's kind of slowing down. So yeah. um, if you want to follow us on the social medias, if you want to get your tickets to the live show, you better hurry up and grab them before they're sold out. Well, not sold out because it's free, but before it's all booked up. Yeah, before it's all booked up. Um, yeah. Um, also, uh, we're, we're going to be doing, uh, uh, this is part of our continuation of uh, October. Usually we do a bunch of uh, scary horror movie related. So um, I don't know what I've released before this or what I'm going to release after this, but we've got some uh, some different movies coming up. So stay tuned for that. So yeah. with that being said, I think this episode's coming to a close, and that's a wrap. And cut. Bye.